Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clean. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome, everyone, to episode 199 of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Toporek, and today we are going to talk about the Adrian Wojnarowski blockbuster that Anthony Davis wants a trade away from the New Orleans Pelicans. We're also going to give our all-star reserve picks. Before we get underway, a reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. You can find our Twitter handles in our bio, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. And we're now being hosted on Spreaker, so check them out on Twitter at Spreaker. Joining me today, as always, is my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? Well, I probably feel a lot better than Dell Demps and the rest of the New Orleans <laughs> Pelican staff right now. You know... I'm trying not to be a total dick, but I will say this. Two weeks ago, when the Saints beat the Eagles in the playoffs, the <laughs> Saints taunted the Eagles by playing Meek Mill in their locker room. Today, a news break. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clean that their superstar wants out and their team is just going to be a train wreck for the next five years. I'm not going to say that there's a Meek Mill curse as powerful as the Little B curse, but it, I'm just putting it out there. It feels like it might be a thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, New Orleans fans, I had to. That's what you yeah. So, by the way, we were talking a couple of episodes ago about how the Pelicans couldn't really afford to bring Julius Randle back. Right. They kind of have to now in some way, meaning that they will actually have to trade AD before, right? No, they no matter what, they're only they have non-bird rights on Randall, so all they can offer is 120% of what he's earning this year. Right, but if they clear AD in some yeah. like take on a a bad like no, oh, not a bad contract, but like an expire oh, a big expiring, expiring con- yeah. yeah. So they, they then they could actually re-sign him with cap space. Yeah. Uh I mean, theoretically, I guess but that seems difficult to... Yeah. That's like a tough sell. I mean, I think if you're... Let's just go into it. So the report is... Woj broke it this morning. Is that, I love that you need to break this down like people don't know by now. Well, you know, I mean, he it says he won't <laughs> sign a contract extension and he's requested right. a trade. Yes. So he's eligible for the Supermax come July 1st, which is around five years, $240 million. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, the trade deadline is a week from Thursday, which, in theory, puts the the Pelicans under a lot of pressure to move him now while he still has a year and a half left on his deal, or otherwise they run the risk of you know diminishing returns the further along they get here. So, right. I think you know the Pel- the Rich Paul, who is Davis's agent, uh, told Woj that he just w- that Anthony Davis wanted to be honest and clear with his intentions and that's the reason of informing them of this decision now that's in the best interest of anthony and the organization's future so do you i guess like the first question is do you think the pelicans move him in the next 10 days no neither do i and here's why why. yeah and this is actually a different take than most people have okay because i'm looking at their draft pick Uh uh-huh Right now, slated to be 10th, but, you know, mm-hmm. the draft lottery gods can, can play a role. Mm-hmm. What if they end up with number one in Scion? Does does AD still want out? Mm. Could could Scion be flipped for a superstar? Like, I mean, I, I, just, I just wouldn't want to move him at this stage without knowing what I'm going into in the summer. Like, imagine if you trade him now and you win number one. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's that's part of my reasoning, and also like obviously what you're about to say, you know, right. Boston cannot get into, <laughs> cannot yeah. get into the bidding war unless they move Kyrie Irving. But like, what's the point? Correct. Yeah. So yeah. because Kyrie is on a designated rookie contract extension, which means he got thirty percent, the Rose Rule max. Mm-hmm. So is Anthony Davis. You can only have one of those guys on your roster at a time that you have acquired via trade. You can have two at one time, one you've signed yourself, and one you've acquired via trade. Right. So, unless they trade Kyrie, unless the Celtics trade Kyrie, they can't get Davis by trade until July 1st, which is when Kyrie will sign a new contract, and thus the Rose Rule thing doesn't matter anymore. Then Anthony Davis will be their one Rose Rule guy acquired via trade. So, right now, the Lakers, obviously, are you know, celebrating because they're also gearing up at a run for AD and they would ideally like to land him this right now to (laughs) save their flailing season. And also, you know, they have less competition because when Boston comes in July 1st, do you think like there's any offer the Lakers can cobble together that beats the best that Boston could offer? Uh, I mean, I think that depends on how New Orleans looks at Jason Tatum. Really? Okay. Yeah. It it really depends on how high of a ceiling they think Tatum has specifically, because obviously you and I, you know, we're 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 looking at Tatum as being far superior than Brandon Ingram and and, <laughs> yes. and Josh Hart and those guys. But like, yeah. if the offer is like <clears throat> Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, and a slew of first rounders, mm-hmm. compared to Jason Tatum and and crap, right? Then it becomes a legitimate discussion. Yeah, and that's that's what I wonder about Boston because we know it's the tradition. Every trade deadline is Danny Ainge reportedly, and every draft too. Usually, Danny mm. Ainge reportedly offers like <laughs> nothing. He offers this like poo poo platter of garbage, reportedly, and then like Celtics fans get mad because. You know, they're like, oh, you have to land the superstar. And it's worked out right. very well for them, obviously. They, you know, Despite their struggles this year, their core is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it does make me wonder, like, is Danny Ainge going to call the Pelicans July 1st and be like, all right, 
We're interested in Anthony, but we will not trade Kyrie Irving. We will not <laughs> trade Jason Tatum. We will not trade Jalen Brown. You could have Marcus Morris and Gordon Hayward. Or no, sorry, Marcus Smart and Gordon Hayward. I mean, obviously, that's a that's one of those few times where you actually hang up the phone. <laughs> right, right. So that's, I mean, that that is kind of what I wonder is how far is Boston willing to go? Because I'm with you. Like, if I'm New Orleans, I hang up the phone unless Tatum's involved. Yep. Like, Jalen Brown is not the centerpiece of this trade. No, 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 no. If anything this year proved to, to Boston, that is that Jalen Brown is just not that guy yet. And maybe never becomes that. Yeah, I don't think he's... I don't ever think he's going to be the number one guy you can build around. I think he can be a valuable piece, like a valuable rotation player. Possibly even, like, at his ceiling, a number two or number three guy on a championship team, maybe. But he's never going to... Like, you can't have him as the centerpiece of your rebuild. There's no way. Right, but okay, but to be fair, he needn't be. Like you don't you don't necessarily get like a top tier organizational leader from day one when you trade yeah. a superstar who actively wants out. Like then you are going to take a certain loss, and if the best guy you get back is like the second best guy on a championship level team, like that's yeah. pretty fine. The thing <laughs> right. is, Jalen Brown just does not project as that. Right. Even even that. Like yeah. Jason Tatum, you can still make that argument. I think this year has also proven a little bit that Tatum. You know the expectation level on on Tatum should maybe be reeled in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he's not fantastic. He's obviously very talented. He's going to be an efficient scorer, an all around player, yada yada yada. But AD is averaging thir- <laughs> thirty and thirteen, right? And two and a half blocks. Like, yeah, this is maybe the most talented power forward of all time. Yeah. I like that you call him a power forward because he refuses to be called a center. Well, yeah, you're, he's bas- he's played exclusively center this year. I'll, I'll give him that, but uh, I don't know. I, this this is the guy where you're cashing your chips, right? I mean, yeah, yes. I mean, yeah. In, in theory, this is what Boston has been building up for for multiple years now. Like they knew right. this was going to happen, or they hoped this was going to happen, and now you're here, and now. I mean, like, for Tatum, I wonder, you know, we saw him in the playoffs last year. He was an absolute monster, and he was the number one option on that team. Yeah. I wonder if in Boston this year it's literally just a problem of, like, too many mouths to feed. And if he went to a New Orleans team where, you know, he's the clear-cut number one or number two option, depending on what they do with Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. like, he might feast. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not suggesting at all that Tatum isn't the guy that we thought he'd be. It's just yeah. a matter of tempering expectations in the short term right like you know you and i both saw a lot of boston fans on twitter after the playoffs last year going oh you know tatum next year is going to take this leap he's going to score 25 a game he's going to be the next larry bird like relax a little bit like that that has not come to fruition and it was also very unfair to put that label on him yeah. So it's just a matter of also gauging like his trade value because i know that a lot of people said oh he's He's like top two in the league in terms of trade value. No, really, probably shouldn't be that high, right? I mean, right. I I would take Luka Doncic ten times out of ten over Tatum, for yes. example. Yeah. I mean, so it it really depends on what you're looking for as well. If you're New Orleans, I mean, 
they are I, I've seen a few guys throw out like why not trade Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. like why not just yeah because what what would what would the use be for Irving in New Orleans right AD gone would leave. Like that right exactly like that negates the whole purpose yeah that's I mean that's the problem with a lot of trades now is like you know I've seen Philly fans say that Philly should get in on him and like yeah Philly could offer Jimmy Butler. But Jimmy Butler's going to leave in July. There's no point. If Philly's getting in on this, it's Ben Simmons as a starting point. And I'll do that immediately. It, I mean, yeah, why Why not build around one injury-prone big man if you're Philly when you can build around two injury-prone <laughs> big men? <laughs> That'll be great. But, I mean, damn. Could you just imagine Joel Embiid and Anthony Davis up front, though? I know. It would be... I, I mean, like, I'm not saying they shouldn't at least inquire... But I'm saying the price of admission is Ben Simmons. It's not Jimmy Butler. So, and it might be, if you're doing it before July, it might be both of them. Oh, okay. Well, that's a tough sell because then you're yeah. basically starting over with Embiid and, and Davis both on gigantic contracts. And right. And your flexibility is kind of ruined. If you could somehow retain Butler and yeah. you just run forward with a core of Embiid, Davis, and Butler... I mean, none of those three guys are natural shooters, but it certainly beats the living hell out of Ben Simmons not even taking the threes, really. Hey, so, he, oh, yeah, he did he, a three. I, he did. Part of me, that's a conspiracy theory, because he shares an agent with Anthony Davis, right? Do you think Rich Paul called Ben Simmons up on Saturday night? was like, hey, Anthony Davis is requesting a trade on Monday. If you don't start taking threes, Philly's shipping your ass out. <laughs> Well, I mean, see, that's a deal. That's an interesting deal because that's the kind of player I would be looking for. Like Tatum, yeah. Ben Simmons, like yeah. someone in that age group, which again, not no one like Kyrie Irving, who's what, 26? Yeah. 27? Like in prime players. Right. Like early 20s and draft picks. Yeah. That's, that's the formula here. Yes. But at the same time, you also have to look at the situation from a different perspective, which is what are the offers that comes in? Because... There is no reason for a team to overpay if the competitive offers are very low. Right. And that, again, is part of the reason New Orleans should not pounce in the next 10 days. Yeah. Just because it's basically Lakers are bust right now. Like, come July, you got at least Boston in the mix. Mm-hmm. And then you also know how the draft lottery shakes out. So Boston yep. could have upward of four first-round picks in June. So, like, there's nothing preventing Boston from agreeing to a deal before the draft, like after the lottery, before the draft, in which they give multiple picks if they do get those picks this year, plus Tatum, plus whatever, and then just execute it on after July 1st. But, like, you know, New Orleans can effectively make those picks on draft night. So, like, Boston has its own pick. I think Memphis is top eight protected. They have the Kings pick if it's not number one overall, and then the Clippers' lottery-protected pick. So there's, like, you know, a non-zero chance that they end up with two or three late lottery picks, the Kings and the Grizzlies, at least. And then the Clippers, if they make the playoffs, they'll still be 16 or so. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's that's a lot of valuable draft ammunition. And I know the draft doesn't look particularly deep this year, but you could package two of those picks if you New Orleans to then move up and then yeah. you know pack with your own pick then you've got two top 10 picks. I agree. I mean it's a lot of flexibility. So what's the full parameters of the deal that you're proposing right now? If I'm Boston, 
No, if, if you're new, yeah, you, yeah. If, if I'm New, new Orleans, Orleans calling Boston, yeah, you just mentioned all the picks. Like, what's yeah. the full parameters of the, of this trade? I think it's at least. I think for salary matching purposes, you're going to have to include Marcus Smart. So it's Tatum, yep. Smart, whatever else you need to match salaries. I don't know if that would be enough as is. What about Hayward? Like, yeah. I know, I, he's a bad contract. Yeah. He's a bad contract. And this is how we need to look at Hayward at this point. I understand right. that people are going to be furious. and Hey, he's more than a bad contract. I'm saying right now. Right, right. But and because it, he's a bad contract, you can actually squeeze the lemon. With, oh, like New Orleans says, we'll take back Hayward if you give us even more. Like all picks. four first rounders, if that's yeah. the way that it turns out. And yeah. Tatum and stuff like that. Mm. Like basically, yeah. we'll we'll clear all your crap. Right. And we'll give you, you know, arguably a top three, top four player in the NBA who's right. in his absolute prime, dominating right. the entire league. Yeah. And then you also give us a ton of draft picks as compensation as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's an interesting idea. It's like with all we say this with all due respect to Hayward because we know he's coming back from, you know, a devastating injury and it's it was never going to be easy, but like Right. There was the report that came out Saturday that like a Warriors player called him a liability on both ends of the court. That's just at a yes, certain yes. point, yeah, at a certain point you have to acknowledge the guy is making 31 million dollars this year. He's coming off the bench and he's not producing. Like it's that, you know, it sucks. It's a crappy situation, but it is like from a business perspective and a financial perspective, that is an albatross for Boston right now. Mm -hmm. But like from the human side, it sucks to say that, but that, you know, the NBA is also a business and you have to consider that. Right. So, and this is partly, we went and talked about like Mike Conley and Marcus all in the other pod. Mm-hmm. I think this is the way you should go about it when you really have an, a, a star who wants out. Yeah. Basically, just try to maximize the, maximize the value. Remember when when Kemba Walker was in the trade rumor mill, mm-hmm. and we had a discussion about you know Kemba should not be packaged with a bad contract because right. you wouldn't be able to get as much for him. Right. Right. So let's say you actually have this superstar who is like a top tier guy. If you mm-hmm. just offer him while also taking on all this type of crap, just imagine the return you could get. Like your mm-hmm. entire franchise could actually be reset within that one trade. One yeah. trade. Instead of doing the good old, oh, you know, we're trading Powell for Kwame Brown and then we'll work our way up. Like, <laughs> right. No. I mean, obviously they got marked, but no one knew. So, mm-hmm. But like, that's just a different perspective of it offer everything because yeah. you know you're starting over I, right. I i've seen a few pelicans fans go well we wouldn't trade drew holiday if mm. if we traded uh ad why 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 right. wouldn't you want to trade drew holiday right I, what am i missing what's he going to do there what's the so, point so that was i had two other questions about this whole thing one was if, I mean, again, if you're New Orleans and why you wait for July, you also wait to see where the number one pick ends up. Because, like, depending on who gets that pick, if Chicago mm-hmm. gets that pick, Chicago can put together a somewhat interesting offer. Yes, they can. And Zion, they're probably going to. Yeah, Zion, Levine, whichever of... I mean, I think, ideally, if you're Chicago at that point, you probably want to keep marketing and give up Wendell Carter, just because I think marketing would 
stylistically be a better fit. But then again, yeah, if Anthony be, Davis yeah. doesn't want to play center, maybe you one can of those to, two. Yeah, right. One of those two. Yeah. Well, it's the East. I think playing playing center in the East, unless of course it's against Joel Embiid, I think it's very <laughs> right. different. Right. Um, but but yeah, I mean. I wouldn't be surprised. The Bulls have had a hard-on for Chicago players for a long time. Right. I mean, again, just look at Jabari, Dwayne Wade a couple years back, obviously Rose. Mm-hmm. I mean, this would be a dream come true from for them uh, from a PR perspective. The thing is, Davis said that he would, through his agent, that he would want to go to a place that could win consistently. Mm-hmm. You, ne- you need to read between the lines. What he's basically saying is, I want to be at a stable franchise mm-hmm. that can put together a winner consistently. Yeah. That's not the Bulls. Right. That's not the Knicks. Right. That's not a- some poorly run organization. <laughs> right. And you can argue that the Lakers have just you know turned the corner, but they were incompetent for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. But because they got LeBron, now they have this stemple of you know quality and or stamp of quality that was a Danish term and and that just changes the entire narrative like now the Lakers are looked at as a very serious organization who knows what they're doing which you know you, you can argue if that's true or not but I mean they have LeBron what mm-hmm. more proof do you need if you're a player yeah <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah so that's part of it the other part is as you said Drew Holiday, and, like, all of their veterans. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. go back to the Julius Randle situation. As you said, they could clear cap space and actually have enough cap space to re-sign him. But if they don't go that route, if they are planning to take a Gordon Hayward, which would restrict their cap space, why not trade Julius Randle right now? Why not trade Nikola Mirotic right now, who's also going to be a free agent? Why not trade Mm -hmm. Drew Holiday? I mean, Drew Holiday is making a lot of money, but he has a flat salary for the next two years. And like you know, it's twenty six million. But Drew Holiday is at least, you know, we'll talk about our All Star reserves. He's at least a fringe All Star this year. Yeah, I mean, he's playing really well. It's I think we talked about Mike Conley trade offers last pod. If I I think if the Pelicans put Drew Holiday on the block, they get better offers for him than the Grizzlies do for Drew Holiday. Oh, undoubtedly for Mike Conley. Yeah. Oh, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. I know the, the injury history, but he's still younger. He's younger, he's cheaper, and I mean, look, I, <laughs> I'm I'm waffling here because I was about to say he's better, but I at the very is. least, yeah, he could be. It's a toss-up either way. I mean, but I considering mean, his age and defensively, yeah. at least, like he's one of the better on-ball defenders in the league. Yeah, and, and that's partly because he's got greater size. Yeah, and again, like Conley is six-one. That's not going to age very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's at least. Like, I'm with you. And that's where, you know, if I want Philly to get involved, that's where I want to get involved. I want Drew Holiday back in Philly. Anthony Davis is such a pipe dream that that's not going to happen. But if you could mm-hmm. somehow get Drew Holiday out of this, if the Pelicans just go all in on a rebuild, that's interesting. Yeah. So let's just let's just ask the big question here because, you know, you and I are sitting here bringing up names and teams and whatnot. Is there any way he's not a Laker? I mean, the one I, he hasn't done the whole like I'm only resigning in LA thing yet, right? If he does that, I think it does restrict the market. Like I don't think whichever team wins the number one pick at that point probably does not give that up. 
Mm-hmm. I think the Celtics might still be willing to gamble, though. Just yeah, based on the-, the Paul George situation, and like we'll see what happens with Kawhi this summer. Right. But if he resigns in Toronto, I think Boston could sell Davis on. You're still next to Kyrie. You know he's inked long term. We still have whichever players we don't give up for you. Like that, regardless of who they give up, they they'll still have a pretty decent amount of talent around him. And it's still like you know it's still Boston. It's still we have the history. We have you know sixteen championships or whatever. Like we we are one of the best basketball franchises of all time. We have the culture you you've been looking for. Like you, the Lakers you wanted... can say the exact same thing though. I know, but. It, I mean, if if it comes down to, like, New Orleans preferring Boston's offer, I don't think New Orleans doesn't give a damn. And I don't that's think true. Boston pulls back. Again I, again, I guess, like, that's the question of if if AD says, I'm only re-signing in L.A., does Danny Ainge then say, all right, Tatum's off the table? I could see that. Yeah. And in, in which case, you're right, probably L.A. has the best offer. The thing I'm just looking at the agent connection. Yeah, I know. I know. Look, can we talk about that for a second? I think it's becoming a little bit disgusting now. <laughs> I'm, I'll agree with you in five years when Ben Simmons also forces away to LA. Yeah. Well, you can agree with me now. I, no, I, I know. I, think, I know. Yeah. I mean, th- this this business of of NBA, you know, trades and dealership and all that. I mean, everything seems to be somewhat prearranged now because yeah. you have those agents in the back <laughs> just. Going going on about you know let's put this superstar team here and everything is kind of playing to LeBron's flute, mm-hmm. which you know actually negatively affects my opinion of of LeBron in an all time setting because mm-hmm. I yeah you know, that that's he manufactures teams this way. Mm-hmm. I actually I, I actually have a problem with that. I think it's ruining the integrity of the league. How do you legislate it out though? Yeah, that's the problem. You could probably yeah. can. Right. Like that that's kind of what I wonder is like you can't force an agent not to represent certain players, right? Right. Cuz like who I mean, <laughs> if they're good agents and they like have power then that's of course the superstar is going to want it, it, you know, if Rich Paul could force or like prove that he can get a player on the team he wants and get him the contract he wants, then other superstar players are going to notice and they're going to want to sign with him. Like, but I mean, at the end of the day, it is tampering. It yeah. is because yeah. it is LeBron's word getting over to AD. Like, right. let's let's just let's not let's stop pretending that this might have happened. Like, they oh, no. might I mean, have. LeBron obviously. said it publicly yeah. a month ago. Yeah. Right. He said it, was mean, like, it would be amazing to play with Anthony Davis, and then like it's every, tampering. Yeah, and every team got mad about it, but the NBA didn't do anything about it because it's not it's a player, not an owner. Right. But even like, still, I mean, what? But like, I think the fine for tampering is like fifty thousand dollars or something like that. Like, yeah, LeBron, I think Magic got Magic got half a million, but even so, yeah. that's like that's well, that's not a lot. He's an executive, but like LeBron's making what thirty plus million dollars every year yeah, plus yeah, his yeah. billion dollar Nike contract. Like, the fines aren't enough to dissuade them. And I think you know it it raises again like the question about the supermax. Like this was supposed to be the counter to right. these star free yeah. agents leaving. And like that that was the number one reason in theory the Pelican like had Davis not come out and said, I want to trade, 
That's why they weren't going to do it before the deadline is because they were going to wait and hand him a $240 million contract and see what he says. So, you know, we've seen it with Butler now, with Cousins, with Kawhi, where either the team didn't want to offer the Supermax in the case of Butler and Cousins, or the team, it sounds like the (laughs) Spurs were willing to offer the Supermax, but their relationship with Kawhi just deteriorated to the point like past the point of no return. Right. But there are ways, you know, Eric Pink is a Bleacher Report, wrote an article last month, you know, kind of when this whole LeBron comments about AD thing came out. And he noted that A, Anthony Davis has a trade kicker. And mm-hmm. B, because of that, there are ways for him to make almost as much money without, almost as much as his Supermax without actually getting the Supermax. Like if he times it right, and he's like signs his big long-term deal once he's had ten years of service in the league, and he could get the thirty-five percent max. Right. Then I think he falls like fifteen million dollars short of the super max. But when you're earning two hundred plus million dollars, and you also have all your you know off-court advertisements and media, whatever. Like I'm sure he's got a big sneaker contract. I, this mm-hmm. guy's set for life. Like I know it sounds absurd. That and a big market. Million- yeah, that, yeah, exactly. So, like, I, it sounds absurd that fifteen million dollars is enough to change his mind, but when you're dealing with two hundred plus million, it's a know. drop in the bucket. Yeah, is it, it is. worth? Yeah. Right, it's, it's like not worth tying. You no, know, he's been with New Orleans since they got drafted, and he can rightly see that like we're just not going to win a ring here. Like we, they have not run the team well enough. I saw a stat this morning that like since uh, since that draft and Charlotte. Got MKG second in that draft, and they were seven and fifty nine that year. Since that draft, Charlotte has won more games in New Orleans. Yeah, that, you know? that's just yeah, that's awful. Like Davis, rightly does not want to sign the rest of his prime away there. So I yeah, don't know. I get that. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, could you make the super max even more enticing? Could you make it so like teams can offer forty percent of their cap, and another team could offer thirty? Sure. But or like, only a percentage of it should count towards the cap, so you yeah. don't get hamstrung. Yeah, yeah, I get right. I guess like a no limit, but thirty five percent on your cap. Yeah, sure, maybe, maybe that does it. But like right now, the supermax as is is not effective, and this is it's just not. the latest example of that. And when the eighty trade goes down, which it will, unless they do get Sion and move him for something really, really good, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's probably going to prompt. Adam Silver and and the entire league office to reevaluate what needs to be done. I, I could imagine them having a conversation with the players' union and trying to figure out, you know, what should we do because our product is ultimately getting hurt. Right. Yeah. Any final thoughts on this AD situation before we move to your favorite topic? <laughs> well, no. I I think I think we covered most of it. It's just I do feel as though. It is an unfortunate situation. Like, I pointed this out a couple times before. You actually have two players on the Pelicans outside of Davis that are averaging 20 points a game. You have Mm -hmm. Nico averaging 17. You have each one more averaging 12. Mm -hmm. Like, you actually have players alongside AD. The thing is, they all primarily play at the big position. Yeah. So, New Orleans would just... You know, I, I actually appreciate the way they've gone about this. But... They should have done something to like redistribute the talent more evenly, mm-hmm. so they they would have had like a legit wing because that's mm-hmm. really what was needed here. Yeah, and it's been needed for years, and it would be so <laughs> ironic 
that the AD trade is what's going to bring them a good wing in Jason Tatum, for example, or Brandon Ingram, or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it is... It is actually pretty sad when you when you think about like the the entirety of it, especially if he lands in like Boston or LA, one of the big markets. Like I he's going to be one of those guys who's he's not gonna get Kevin Love, but he you're not gonna see A D like average forty and twenty over his long stretch anymore. Right. Like he's he's gonna be one of those, hey, I'm just gonna chill here because I have this major supporting cast next to me and 21 points nine rebounds whatever yeah and you know what that actually that's not fun as fans and observers Mm -hmm. because you like the big stat lines you like to see him go go you know balls to the wall and those days will be effectively gone yeah yeah i mean yeah i you know all jokes aside from the top of the episode i really do feel for New Orleans fans like this is just a crappy situation and you could see yep. it coming which makes it somewhat better and somewhat worse yeah like at least you were you you were aware and like people have been warning you that this is at least on the horizon for the last couple months especially but you know it still sucks and you know hopefully at least like you get something good in return like I mm-hmm. really hope you do not take the Lakers offer because that that just <laughs> Can you imagine Voldemort on the rebuilding Pelicans? Like you don't want that mess. Oh god. Just no. wait wait for the Celtics and pray Danny Ainge doesn't try to cheap out on you for once. Can I just say that I would love to see AD in Milwaukee? Ooh. They don't have the trade trade assets right, right. whatsoever, but Yeah. Oh, I would I would just love it. Him and Giannis. I would love it if he actually or better yet, the Nuggets. Like, he, if he oh, wanted, wow. like, a staple system, like, could you imagine if Davis was like, you know what, I'm only going to resign with the Nuggets. Only the Nuggets, gonna, they the, have the assets. Nuggets. They do. They have assets, and Paul Millsap is coming off the cap. Yeah. Like, it could be swung. It's right. just a matter of where Davis wanted to go. Yeah. I would respect the hell out of Anthony Davis Yeah. if he said no to L.A., no to Boston, and was like, hey, look, Denver. Yeah, I can still get my points because right. no one else there is, you know, averaging <laughs> twenty five, thirty. Right. I can still get my points. I'll have a center who's going to average like fifteen assists, setting me up every day. Yeah, I'll have defensive oriented wings and guards, and I'll have like Jamal Murray, who's eventually going to be a forty five percent three point shooter. Like if he's actually honest with himself about wanting to go to a place that can consistently win and create mm-hmm. a long term championship window, the very very best situation is in Denver. I agree with that. And Andy Glockner brought that up the other day. That like Oh, he did? Well, he just said that Denver has the assets to like really swing a superstar deal. It's yeah. just a matter of if and when they pull the trigger, but yeah, like you have Gary Harris, Jamal Murray as the the starting points of any deal. You have Will Barton signed to a pretty reasonable contract. You have Trey Lyles, Michael Porter Jr., Hernan Gomez, like you got some assets. Malik Beasley's in there. Monta mm-hmm. Morris. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a bunch of dudes. Yeah, and it- it's not going to cost like the the the, the depth necessarily because they're going to be so good they can still get a lot of guys for cheap. Right. In free agency, they'll still. I even think they have a few picks still owed them. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. Well, they can they can go in a trade as well if necessary. Yeah, but like yeah. yeah, that's just another asset. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying, eighty to Denver, I 
right, that's the official the official podcast position is Anthony Davis should go to Denver. Deal. Good. All right, well, we'll obviously have a lot more on this. I mean, again, we don't expect this to be resolved between now and next Thursday. So if it does, we'll clearly do an emergency pod immediately. But if it doesn't, we will have plenty (laughs) to talk about between now and July, unfortunately. Let's change gears, though, and let's do your favorite topic, Mort. Mm -hmm. All-star. We got the reserves named Thursday. I I could barely sleep. I could (laughs) Barely You're so excited. I know. Yes. I know. I am all eagerly, in on the All-Star. Eagerly yeah. counting down the minutes until you hear oh, yes. Carl Anthony so, Towns is an All-Star. Oh, yummy. Yummy, <laughs> yummy. And look, so many threes in my tummy. I'm looking forward to it. Just like for the All-Star game to, to start, I'm just sitting up every day right now, every night, just getting right. my body acclimated. To, to U.S. time so I can observe <laughs> oh. the All-Star game and take like four pages of notes because, yeah. mm-hmm, delicious. Yep. High-quality play all around. Yep. Well, so we have the starters on each side. There are seven reserves yet to be named. Let's run through the guys. We'll, we'll do this conference by conference. We'll start mm-hmm. with the East because it's just sad. Let's go through guys who I think should be locks for reserves, and then we'll go through... The guys, you know, the last couple spots that I think are probably a little more open. I think Blake Griffin is a lock. Yep. I think Ben Simmons is a lock. He should be. I think Bradley Beal is a lock. Yeah, also should be. And I think Nikola Vucevic should be a lock as well. I I hope for his sake that he is because yeah. he's just having so so good a season, and you don't really know if he can replicate it. I think he can. <laughs> right. But. This is the thing about All-Star. When a guy has a good year, even though he may not be like one of those perennial guys, like mm-hmm. he should be awarded. I agree. <clears throat> yeah. So I think those four hopefully are the locks. I want Victor Oladipo. I think he sh- had he been healthy, he probably would be a lock. It's just like the injury clouds that. But I hope yeah. the coaches name him as an All-Star and then Adam Silver just gets to a point or replacement. Yeah, that would be fine because then he gets the All Star nod next to right. his. Yeah, that's fine. I can yeah. go. I can go along with that. Like he's deserving of it. Yeah, I think after that, this is where if you want to argue about conference imbalance, I think after that, you know, there's two spots left in theory. I don't think any of the remaining guys would make it if they were in the West. All right, let's go for it. So I think the guys who are still in contention. Mm-hmm. Are Jimmy Butler, Eric <laughs> no. Bledsoe, yeah no, Kyle Lowry, yeah no, Chris Middleton, no, Pascal Siakam, no no, or Andre Drummond. Like I don't know who else is in there. Oh, I mean Andre. I think he's got this big name recognition. Yeah, I think he'll get in because of the name, but he's not been. He's not been as good as I thought he'd be after having a full training camp with Blake. Yeah. I mean, the problem is last year he just he showed off much more playmaking than he had in years past, and then they got Blake, right. and that just went right back into the toilet, and now this year he's at 1.2 assists per game. I think the, the things working in Drummond's favor are he's averaging a career-high 16.5 points. He's leading the league with 14.9 rebounds, but he is shooting a career-worst 49.9%. Uh, overall, mm. and is still just awful at the free throw line. 
Yeah, no, actually, and, and with you know, I think I'm gonna echo Zach Lowe actually in regards to Jimmy Butler and just giving him yeah. like the one year Knicks. Yeah, I know. I I really I do wonder if coaches are just like, no, you submarine the Timberwolves and you're already getting a little, you know, <laughs> a little. Beheaded. Yeah, like you're already mouthing off about your fit in Philly system too. Like, f you, guy. Yeah. I, mean, I I think that's fair as well, by the way. Yeah. It, like, it wouldn't surprise me if he makes it in, but I don't know. I, like, I don't feel strongly about any of the remaining guys, unfortunately. No. No. I like, I do neither. And and here's the thing. If Mike Conley had played in the East... Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You're like, Drew Holiday's yeah. in the East? Yeah. Steven Adams is in the East? Oh, uh, no. Let's not... Let's not... I mean, I know I had Steven Adams earlier. That was more of a, of a line instead of instead of rush, right? But, okay. Yeah, true. Yeah. All right. DeMar DeRozan's in the East? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even, I mean, we'll we'll talk about Luka shortly, but if Luka was in the East? I, I Luka is in the West and still absolutely deserving. So I know. I know. Well, that, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's just, there. Yeah. I think there are... Luka would be a starter in the East. <laughs> Probably. Well, does he... Was he no? He counted as front court, right? I think he was front court. Oh, uh, he's front voting. court. I yeah. don't care. I don't. I know. See, oh, sorry. I do care. I do love All Star. I was. <laughs> I should have known. I should have known. I'm so sorry, Brian. Yeah. I know. Well, if he was a guard, he definitely would have been a starter. Oh at yeah, least. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, like, so do you have any strong preferences about who gets these last two spots? <laughs> I couldn't care less. Ah, <laughs> uh, fine. I'll. I'll say. I mean, I've seen a lot of Siakam buzz, and I'd say that I, one I get, surprises me the most. Yeah, okay, so I get it, in, I mean, because they want two All-Stars. Right, but like... And Kyle has just not been that dude. Right. Although, yeah. you know, there are some guys who are like, Carl, Carl oh, he should be an All-Star starter. Um, huh? And I'm like, yeah... I'm not there. <laughs> the narrative around Kyle Lowry all year has been like, is he throwing a season-long temper tantrum because yeah. he's looked like really passive next to Kawhi? Yeah, I've seen those takes, and no. I mean, I that's you know that's fine. I don't agree with them whatsoever. Whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah. No. Uh, I I think Siakam has a case. I will give him that. Like he has a case. Mm-hmm. He's at fifteen point seven boards, three assists, shooting fifty six percent from the field. 80 from the line. He's also, you know, above 32 now from downtown, which is yeah. like tremendous progress. And, and really his good defense, defensively, yeah. Very good defensively. And just one of those guys you you just cannot live without, really, if you're a winning team. Mm-hmm. So if he's chosen, I wouldn't hate it. I mean, I wouldn't sit there going, oh, that's not underserving. Right. At all. I mean, that's fine. It's just not one of those guys where you go, oh, oh, he's he's an all-star. But right. I I wouldn't mind. Yeah, he doesn't stand out as, like, an obvious all-star. I would say that much. I mean, like, if you're just going on per-game stats, which I hope the coaches are not, but yeah. who knows? But if you're right. just going based on that, he would have the worst stat line of any guy he gets chosen over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, like, I get the case for him, too. As you said, Toronto, as one of the best teams in the East, it seems weird that they would get only one whereas the Sixers are like guaranteed to get two and possibly three yeah but in the case of both Toronto and Milwaukee I think I mean their strength aside from having Kawhi and Giannis respectively their strength is their depth like both teams go legit 
nine, ten deep. Whereas Philly is like they have four really <laughs> good players. Yeah, four. Yeah, four. That's fair. Because JJ too, yeah. and then it's like for God Korkmaz has been playing minutes this year. I mean, like the I uh, you know, yeah. I, I, they're just so much more top heavy that I think I understand. Like, it seems weird to give them more all stars than two or three teams slated above them, but right. they like that's just the way their team is constructed, which is bad. <laughs> that's not that's not a good sign, but that's just the reality right now. It's like Philly's really top heavy, whereas Toronto, Milwaukee, even Boston, like. I can't make a case for anyone else on Boston to be an All Star. No, no. Horford? Al has been no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. And Al, yeah, Al has not been the same guy. He's he's still amazing, and he still does a lot of the little things. But right. he's lost a step, I think. Yeah, it's, um, it sounds like he's been dealing with knee tendonitis for a lot of the year. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's just not in the cards. I so I, <laughs> he's this guy's not deserving at all because he's playing for what a an eleven win team. Okay. But I would just like to give Zach Levine one game <laughs> off of Jim Boylan. <laughs> That's because fair. Zach Levine is miserable right now. Oh under, my god! Yeah, under Boylan, it's yeah. it's unbelievable. He hates him. It is. It's so transparent, and every game he's just he's mentally checked out from the very beginning. Like, I just want to give him a game. I don't care if it's an all-star. Just give him a game outside of Boylan to just let him be loose a little bit, just for fun. And, and you know, he'll he'll entertain the kids for right. crying out loud. Yeah. I saw the picture of, like, him and a couple of the other guys just, like, staring into the ground as they were on the bench. Like, you could yep. just tell they are so miserable. Everyone <laughs> hates it. it there. Yeah. Everyone hates it. So that's why it's just, you know what? Get as many Bulls players as you can into the All-Star game just so yeah. they can get a break. They deserve well, it. They'll get the, like, will Markkinen be in the rookie-sophomore game, do you think? Uh, No idea. I mean, yeah. could be. Could very well be. And it, you know what? He's one of those guys who can actually win the MVP in that game because yeah. he'll just launch. Sure. He'll just gun. And, like, Carter yeah. is hurt, so he's got a two-month reprieve at least. That's nice. Yeah. Do you think he hurt himself to just get away? <laughs> just like this the thumb just like yeah this yeah. is gonna hurt man but you know what <laughs> yeah no more boiling it. it's, it's like the prestige uh it chandler hutchison too probably did the exact same thing and then the bulls played a month 41 minutes on a broken foot it was great yeah of course yeah of course yeah. they did uh one other wild card before we move to the west d'angelo russell oh oh i like that okay i mean I, I'm not sure if he's in, but mm. I, I, I do want to provide him with some sense of, like, appreciation for yeah. what he's done so far. Like, he's averaging 19 points, six and a half assists, mm-hmm. and he's doing that in under 30 minutes a game. And he's, like, what, three triples a game almost? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 2.7. 2.7. Yeah. If he just got to the line a little bit more, yeah, yeah. this dude would be a 25-point score. Yeah. I'm right. there. I'll okay. give him that because they're like 27 and 23. Yeah, I know. They're, they're like one of the hottest teams in the NBA over the last month. It's not yeah. a, like if, you know, team success factors in and he he has the team success working for him. So yeah. our I'll picks for the that. East, our reserves are Griffin, Simmons, Vooch, Beal, Oladipo, Russell. Who are we going with the last, last spot? 
And, and remember, all depot will be replaced by someone else, so we need Correct. to take that into consideration as well. Yeah. So we need two players. Well, Adam Silver will do our do the honors for that last one. Thank <laughs> Hey, Adam. Thank God it's not us. <laughs> yeah, right. Good luck picking between this trash heap. <laughs> well, okay. Um, did we go Siakam? Uh, I'm going Butler just because I'm a homer. And because I I want him to get he need we need to like fluff his ego because otherwise he's gonna like take a nuclear bomb to our team. No, yeah, I would honestly well, probably go Drummond. It yeah, it's between those three, right? Yeah, yeah, but but I I kind of like the whole idea of just keeping Butler out the All Star game for one year just to make <laughs> a point. I do too, actually. So so it's down to Drummond or Siakam. I'm gonna go with Siakam. You know why? Okay. Because he's having a good year, he's contributing to you know a winning ball club. Yeah. And it if Kawhi leaves, that team is not going to be very good next year, and then he's going to be overlooked. Mm-hmm. And so at least I want to I want him to get like an All Star nod in. Okay, that's fair. You know what? I yeah. might actually change to Middleton just because I've caped so long for him that. Yeah. I know he's not having a great season, but I don't care. He's I want really him in. not. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, had he played like last year, I would have totally yeah. put him in. Yeah. yeah. Either way, the last couple spots are just gross. Yep. Uh all right, let's flip to the West though. Because unlike the East, the last couple spots are a bloodbath here. Mm-hmm. So LeBron, Steph, Harden, Durant, and George are the starters. I think it's fair to say Anthony Davis is a lock. Davis is a lock. Nikola Jokic is a lock. Nikola Jokic is certainly a lock. Damian Lillard is a lock. Obviously. And hold back your vomit, but Russell Westbrook is also a lock. <sighs> just just keep the bile in, but you know it you know it to be true. Uh, I know it's gonna happen. Yeah. I don't agree with it, but yeah. I know. But he he's he's in. So All right. well, that leaves enough. three spots for and I know I'm gonna leave out at least someone here, but at least there are 10, 11, 12 guys in contention for that. Clint Capella is probably out just because of the injury. Injury, yep. Yeah. So you got Luka Doncic. And Rudy, Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert. Lock. Tobias Harris. Lock. Well, you just locked up. <laughs> That's it. All, All right. right. So, so Clay Thompson. Out. Carl Anthony Towns. Out. Mike Conley. Out, unfortunately. Marcus Gasol. Out. DeMar DeRozan. Out. LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> That's rude. He's he's having a good year. All right. Sure. <laughs> no. But, I, I mean, look at, the, look at the Spurs, though. I mean, this this is not there doing its pops. I mean. I, but that, look at the Spurs. That's, That's the really point. The They're 29 right and 22. Now. They're, I mean, like, Okay. Uh, all this that's Jesse Bl- that's all pop Jesse Blanchard is mad at you shout out to Jesse yeah. uh Drew Holiday no De'Aaron Fox no not yet and Steven Adams nope okay so let's talk let's talk Luca first because I agree that I mean mm-hmm. I, I wrote an article for the basketball writers on Friday that mm-hmm. was titled put Luca Doncic in the all-star game you cowards Yes, and then, then he went out and dropped thirty-five, twelve, and ten on the Raptors on Sunday, and made me yep. look very smart. He became like the youngest player ever to have two triple doubles, youngest player to ever have 
30-point uh, triple-double. Yeah, 30-point triple-double, yeah. Yeah. He's really good. Like, he's just well, absurdly... I swear, but no something, Sherlock. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, actually, now, because of the 30-pointer, he's above 20 points. But before that, he was at he was averaging, like, 19, 6, and 5. Only four rookies in NBA history have done that. <laughs> And it was mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, Oscar Robertson, and Grant Hill. I believe if you bump it up to 20 points, that knocks out Hill. So he's just with Oscar and MJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean I, look, <laughs> I, 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 I've, you know how I feel about Dantich. I'll just yeah. read you the numbers from the past 20 games he's played. Please do. And remember, in these past 20 games, he only averaged 31.6 minutes a game. Okay. Which is like actually slightly low for a starting caliber player, if you're right. 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 And he's he's also fat and didn't play in college. We're gonna preface. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Obviously, I mean, yeah. So in those thirty-one point six minutes, this uh, Euro trash fat ass (laughs) Dantich right averaged only twenty-three and a half points, Mm seven point two rebounds, six point two assists, two point seven triples a game on thirty-five point three shooting. Mm-hmm. What an overrated hero! <laughs> garbage, yeah. garbage, garbage, garbage. Like, yeah. Could he do it against Marquette though? That's my real question. Like, yes, he did it against uh, maybe, maybe Marquette, Raptors. but Ohio State though. Yeah, mm. I know it's tough. It's really tough to imagine. I mean, look, like the kid's one of the best clutch scorers in the NBA already, and like and that's not hyperbole. Like, go look at nba.com/stats and look up the clutch numbers, and he is yeah, one of the most there. prolific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I, so that the arguments against him will be team success because the Mavericks are the fourth worst team in the West right now, mm-hmm. and his admit advanced metrics are not like stellar. He's not at least as of Friday. He was like, yeah, he wasn't among the top forty in real plus minus. He wasn't in the top 100 of player impact plus minus. He wasn't top 50 in player efficiency rating or top 25 in value over replacement player. You know, we were mocking this. Oh, no. A 19-year-old that's not owning the league immediately? What are we going to do? So those are the arguments against him. Team success, I think you should throw out immediately. Completely. Who is the second best player on his team? Harrison genu- Barnes, I guess. It's either, yeah, it's like him or DeAndre Jordan, who has literally just been loafing around and cashing yeah. that check for half a season. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, he's playing with virtually no one. Right. And then, you know, then you have the guys going, oh, and that's why his stats are inflated. Yeah. Yeah, about that, he's doing it efficiently, so. And, like, teams know where the Mavs ranks are going with the ball at the end of the game. Right. And he's still doing it. Exactly. Like, I mean, his step backs alone are, for the for a 19-year-old, yeah, for like a 19-year-old kid to be able to do what he's doing right now is preposterous. I know mm-hmm. competition is fierce out West. I know All-Stars, like, it's very rare to have a rookie in the All-Star game. Blake Griffin was the last rookie, quote-unquote. Sorry, Donovan Mitchell, but he missed his first season, but in his first season they played... He was an all-star, and then before that, it was Yao Ming. So the the odds are working against him historically. But then again, like, again, he's putting himself in the conversation. He's 26-5. and five. If you add in his three-pointers, he's the only rookie in NBA history to be averaging that kind of line. Yeah. Like, 
And he was so close to actually catching Markkinen as being the uh, quickest to ever reach 100 threes as well. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, like when when you put yourself in historical conversations, then I think you at least deserve to be in the All-Star conversation or All-Star game. Frankly, like he should be in. He's having a better season than Clay Thompson. He's having a better oh, season yeah. than Carl Anthony Towns, who is and mediocre. DeMarco yeah, until Jim, Jimmy Butler left. Uh, Gobert? Wait, wait, wait. I actually okay. have a question because, yeah. you know, you and I have made a lot of fun about, you know, the anti Doncic wave before the draft and whatnot. <laughs> right. I actually think this is a good time because we're discussing him also in like an all-star caliber, you know, context. Mm-hmm. To take it a little bit more serious this time around, I'm going to ask you as an American. Okay. Why do you think there was this big backlash towards Doncic? Because, think, you know, I I should have saved all those tweets back then and gone on an art retweet Armageddon like, you know, all you Philly guys did. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm still so flabbergasted when I think back at, like, those two months before yeah. the draft. Yeah. Like, he was crapped on to, like, extremes because of his nationality. I think it's less... I think it comes down to two things. One... Casual basketball fans, for whatever reason, think the NCAA is the best league outside of the NBA, which is like patently, patently untrue. I yeah. mean, I I forget where I saw this the other day, but like there was some Vegas sports book offered a line of like if Duke played the Cavaliers right now, and and you know Duke went into the season with projected as the number one, number two, and number three picks overall, and Zion, RJ Barrett, and Cam Reddish. So in mm. theory like three top-end NBA players, the line was minus 22.5 for the Cavs. All right. Like, that just speaks to the volume of, like, yeah, sure, you have three top-end players, and the rest of the, Like, Trey Jones is an NBA player probably, but, like... Yeah. It, no NCAA team remotely <laughs> compares to an NBA team. The worst NBA team. The, the same is likely true for any... European team, but like the quality of play is better. These guys are professional basketball players. It's it's right. not heresy to say that there is better basketball being played in Europe than there is not in every league in Europe, but in the top leagues in Europe is better than the NCAA. Mhm. So I think like part Real of it, Madrid. Yeah, so I think part yeah. of it was or yeah, like the Spanish ACB is the league. Yeah. Um so I think part of it is pro NCAA bias which is dumb. And part of it is like, you just, you can't factor in. I guess this is also, it all comes together. Like you can't factor in quality of competition when you're seeing the numbers Luca puts up. Um, but also there's probably just like, people just didn't see him as much. You could only watch him unless you're like really devoted to scouting Luka Doncic. His games weren't on TV here. You know, you're like, you're watching right. like YouTube highlights of him, which is, admittedly not the best way to cobble together a big board so if you even if you watched his highlights even if you never saw his game like a game of his a full game of his and you just watched his highlights you could see the skill set that was going to make him special in the nba but if you weren't Mm -hmm. paying attention and if you were just looking at oh it's like a doughy white 18 year old kid like he's not going to be anything then you were just ignoring like it was obvious i mean I, you know, you didn't have to talk me into Doncic being the number one pick. Like, I was right, right. there with you. But I, 
So I think it's just a lot of subconscious bias, like the way he looks and the lack of exposure here, at least in the months leading up to the draft. Like there's still just that like Darko Milicic (laughs) unknown factor. Darko Milicic's PTSD. Right. Even though like scouting has increased tenfold over the last 15 years and it's gotten so much better. There's still always that like, Will this kid be the next Darko? Right. The thing that confused me the most was because I get the whole not being able to see him argument. Yeah. But, like, then why are you commenting? As a like, <laughs> why are you commenting on this thing? Like, oh, he's overrated. Like, if you haven't seen him play, if you mm-hmm. only, like, dug into YouTube for half an hour, like, have, why comment? Have you been on the internet? Like, yeah, I have. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Like, I know. I just, I, I, I maybe just be slightly disappointed in our lack of evolution in that front. Right, but like, yeah. why are you commenting? Because that's like, when's the last time someone <laughs> read an article and commented? You see the headline and you're immediately triggered. That's what. True. That's true. You know. Fair I enough. Mean, yeah. yeah. So All right. I, All right. I so you boil it down to stupidity, more or right. less. Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah. think so. I mean, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. I. I don't disagree (laughs) i just i wanted to hear you say it so i i i just wanted to see why i I mean if it was me or you know no 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 no. i I just yeah i think i mean like there were a lot of to be fair there were a lot of american like draft analyst expert type people who were all in on luca right away like yeah credit to guys like (laughs) cole zwicker who was like don't overthink this, you idiots! Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's like not only the best prospect this year, he's the best prospect, but like he's that good. Like, yeah, that was that was Cole's mantra for like a month. Don't right. overthink this. Like, and then two and think, teams did. Yeah. yeah, three. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. So all, all right, right. So, so we have Luca in. Yeah, you had Gobert and Harris as locks as well. Yes. So why, Gobert, why over all the rest of the guys? I guess let's just all go, right, go like, fully and Gobert. Be, Gobert because you know as we talked about previously, like he's gotten back to being like the defensive ace that he is. Yeah, and also I, I think people are still sleeping on his offensive game. Yeah, um, he's becoming a better playmaker, and he's you know a fairly effective scorer. He's averaging fifteen points a game, and he's taking like under nine shots. He's getting to the foul line six times a game. Sure, he's like at sixty five percent, but that's okay for a big man. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, well, could be better. I'm not right. saying he should stop improving, but <laughs> right. it's 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 a solid number to be yeah. at for, for for someone of that you know, of something someone from that caliber and, and who's not offensively inclined, so sure. to say. Yeah, he's a low turnover player as well, mm-hmm. only one and a half a game, mm-hmm. and he's not really fouling a whole lot despite being on the court for 32 minutes, mm-hmm. which you know he's just disciplined yeah. and. He understands the game plan and he's effective and knows his limitations and all you know all the usual kind of you know bingo words and buzzwords you can apply to him. But mm-hmm. he's doing it and that deserves a selection. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I'm I'm right with you. I think like we talked about him last episode when we were talking you know making our midseason award picks and we noted that the Jazz defense has gotten significantly better. They're now fourth in the league. His defense mm-hmm. as well. You know, he was not spectacular at the start of the season. He's back right. to being spectacular. Like, he's back to being the defensive player of the year caliber player we knew he was right yeah. away. 
I mean, like, here's the argument you make for Gobert. With him on the court, the Jazz are 7.4 points better than their opposition. With him off the court, they're 5.6 points worse. So it's a a swing of 13 points with him on the court. And this is all per 100 possessions. But that's the highest mark on the Jazz, and it's... I'm gonna, you know, I'll look through these guys as we talk about them, but I'm gonna guess that's a higher mark than most of the other guys in contention for this. So, I would I'm think with so. you. I'm with you. Go, Go Bear should be in. And, so, and while we're on the Jazz, by the way, can I just yeah. point something out? Yeah. The reason I don't have Donovan Mitchell in is because he just had a slow start. Oh yeah. Um, the current Donovan Mitchell, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just want to read you some stats here because oh, over his past twelve games. Okay, I have his ten, but okay. All right, 12 games for me. Yeah. 29.7 points per game, 4.6 yeah. rebounds, 5.6 assists, 1.4 steals, 0.7 blocks. He's hitting three triples a game at 41%, getting to the line 7.6 times a game. Like he's he's been beasting. And this was the this was the Donovan Mitchell I was looking for when before the season I said Donovan is going to average 25 this yeah. year. Yeah. And he's you know, to be fair, he's only 2.5 points away from that. He can mm-hmm. get there if he continues this for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you in saying he shouldn't be in. But, like, if yeah. January Donovan Mitchell was full season Donovan Mitchell, he would be. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I saw, I forget who reported this. I want to say Zach Lowe, maybe? Or someone said the other day that, like, he had a lingering toe issue that you know, like carried into the off season. So the jazz kind of expected him to get off to a slow start, but this Donovan right. Mitchell of late is like what they expected him to become basically. So, right. Yeah. I mean, he'll, he'll be, if he keeps this up, he'll be in the all-star game next year. I think it's fair to say. So, so by the way, if, if Utah calls up new Orleans and says, well, we know that Boston has, you know, Jason Tatum offered mm-hmm. Brady. Yeah. We'll we'll give you Donovan Mitchell right now. What side are you leading? Ooh, ooh, I'm going wow. Mitchell. Yeah, I'm going Mitchell. Man, man, that's tough. Yeah, I'd probably go Mitchell right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously Utah would have no guards if right. they complete that trade. <laughs> right, which would be a disaster. But, but yeah. like Gobert and AD up front, like they could yeah. win off defense alone. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, okay, you had Tobias yep. Harris as a lock as well. Again, one of those reasons, like for, for you know, for a guy having a a very good season that you don't really know for sure that if he, if he can replicate, right? So I just want to lock him up so yeah. we yeah. can make sure that he gets that one game in. He gets yeah. I mean, he's close to the fifty forty ninety club right now. Yes, he is. I've been tracking that for like a month now. Yeah, he's at 50.1 overall, 43.2 from three, 88.5 from the free throw Mm -hmm. line. Averaging a team high 21.1 points per game, almost eight rebounds, two threes, two and a half assists. The Clippers are currently in the eighth spot in the West, two games ahead of the Lakers. I think that that last spot, I mean, I I genuinely don't know if Luka makes it in. I hope he does, but... I think, assuming him and Gobert do make it in, I think the last spot probably comes down to Harris, probably DeRozan, and then Drew and Towns. You know who we should give some love to? 
Who? Tobias Harris's teammate, Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, he's hurt now, though. No, I mean, you can get him in there and then uh, choose yeah. a... Yeah. No, I, I don't think he'd... I, no, I but like nine, 19 yeah. points, 6 yeah. boards, 2.5 assists. Like, his true shooting percentage is 62.2. Yeah. No, I mean, he's played really well this season. Yeah. And, like, again, if he was in the East, he probably would oh. sneak in. Oh, yeah. As oh, for sure. Last few guys. I, I think... I, I hope Golden State fans aren't mad when people say Clay Thompson shouldn't be an All-Star this year. Like, well, let's go into that. Let's go into that because he's just he's been off. I like for, he he's gotten right. He's gotten hot. He has these games where he gets hot, right. but he just hasn't been hit like his the full version. I mean, he's shooting at career low thirty eight point zero percent from three, which is absurd that that's his career <laughs> low. But it's beside the point. You know, Taking it, the most shots he's right. ever done. Yeah, yeah, he's just not. It's just not quite there. Again, if he's in the East, he's in, you know, he's the number 10 guy. He's in probably over Oladipo even. Like, he's a lock for sure. But he's in the West, and, like, there are guys with more convincing cases, I would argue. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, like, the the case for Towns is he's averaging nearly 23 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, two blocks, a steal, nearly two triples. Like, if you're just going on per-game numbers... He's in, but the Timberwolves are terrible, and he was not great for the first couple, at least couple weeks of the season until Jimmy Butler got out of town. And now, right. you know, now he's putting up numbers on a bad team, but I don't know that you reward that over a Tobias Harris who's actually contributing to a winning team, or Rudy Gobert who's contributing to a winning team, or Luka Doncic who's like, the clear, you know, I, I think it's fair to say Towns has more talent around him than Luka Doncic does. Yes, and, you know, <clears> which the, sounds absurd, but it's it's true. I mean, uh, yeah, I, who, Robert I, Covington, like Dario Saric, even to some extent Andrew Wiggins, because like we cannot deny the the talent level right. of Wiggins. It's more the execution of it. He had thirty five points the other night. Well, that's his breakout, yeah, his breakout's coming, man. Uh, <laughs> 13, 14, 14,000 minutes into his NBA career. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Like, DeRozan's a tough exclusion because he is averaging 21.5, 6.3 assists, 6.2 rebounds. The Spurs are, like, uh, as always, the Spurs are defying expectations right. and are right in the thick of the playoff race, even though it's DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, and then, like, I mean, Ruby Gay's been having a good season, but you know their their fourth leading scorer right now is Bryn Forbes. Their fifth leading scorer is Marco Bellinelli. This team has no business being in the playoff race. I agree. I think most of that comes down to Pop. But I will say yeah. this again, like you've said several times, if DeRozan was on an Eastern squad, like he'd yeah. be in. Yeah. So I mean, this is not some you know a dig at DeRozan. No, it's no. just a matter of being you know, their superior players out there and if you know i've seen a few people say well you know seniority right. Doncic isn't right there yet well Doncic, sorry is is better yeah it's just it's a numbers game so yeah this is advice to all of you listening out there who are like have to do an all-star snubs piece later this week pro tip is only do players in the west because yeah. whoever <laughs> whoever gets left out in the east no one cares 
It, yeah. Like, no one should be upset about that. Unless it's, like, Ben Simmons or, you know, or Blake Griffin or something. Like, then right, right. that's a legit no. snub. But yeah, like, there's no snubs in the East this year. Like, if, like, none. Chris Middleton gets left out or Pascal like, Siakam or Kyle Lowry yeah. or Eric Bledsoe, <laughs> it is not a snub. It's just you were choosing between some yeah. middle, yeah. you know, whatever seasons. But, like, the West, there are going to be some really impressive seasons being left out this year. So that's... Just only Western Conference players. Can you imagine if Dave doesn't come in? Like, of course, he's, yeah, he's right. a lot, know, but can you imagine? Oh, like he would come out next year and average like 35. <laughs> I almost want to see it just because of that, like the revenge factor. That's why I see, almost want to see Luca not make it. Oh, then he's that's unfair. Fire and brimstone for the rest of the season. It'll be great. That's true. Yeah. Well, you know, he, he, you might get your wish. I, I, I could I see a world where, you know, DeRozan is chosen over. Dantage. It'd be yeah. a wrong world, but I can see it. Yeah. I could too. So we have our 200th episode coming up next. We will, barring an Anthony Davis blockbuster this week, we will likely be doing that on Friday where we can react to the All-Star snubs and then give a breakdown, uh, a little preview of the NBA trade deadline. So get excited for that. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. Uh, our Twitter handles are in our bio, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. And we're now being hosted on Spreaker, so check them out on Twitter, at Spreaker. Until next time, I'm Brian Tepork, and I was joined, as always, by Morton Jensen. Have a good one, Mort. You too, Brian. Was this our final All-Star-related pod this year? Nope. All-Star snubs on Friday, baby. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> Can't wait, Brian. Talk to you then. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-sized prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store And now, an ad from Dad. All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.